0: For over 20 years, I've had a weight issue that was masking a deeper issue, food addiction. Welcome to Food Addiction, a podcast about food addiction recovery. I am your host, Julie Hatch. Greetings and salutations. I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. It's nice to be here with you again. I was going to originally talk about the benefits of simplifying, but I've come across, I think a topic that is much more important and that in my mind is really a priority to talk about. I'm prioritizing this topic. So I'm going to be talking with you today and sharing with you today about specific medications that may be making it difficult for you to either release weight or. Well, yes, to release weight. So you may notice that some some medications that you've taken or are on are either causing you to maintain your weight or causing you to gain weight. And I'm going to be talking about specific ones that do uh, and then also what why they do and then what you can do if you find that you are uh, gaining weight on a medication all right so first of all let's start out with this list and just know this is just there are so many different prescriptions and medications out there this is just the more the more common ones uh i assure you there are many many more that aren't specifically mentioned that also affect weight gain Okay. Here they are. And then please pardon me. I am not a pharmacist or a doctor or a nurse, and I don't know how to pronounce most of these. So I wrote these down and we're just going to go through them really quick. Okay. Actos. This is a prescription that is used to treat type two diabetes and pre diabetics. Allegra. This is an antihistamine used for allergies. Anafrani. This is a TCA antidepressant. Um, it's also prescribed for people that have obsessive compulsive disorder. Benadryl. This is an antihistamine. Clozaril is an, ana, anapsych, excuse me, an antipsychotic. Depropovera. This is the birth control shot. Diabeta. This is type 2 diabetes medication. Elevil, which is a TCA antidepressant. And let's see. I wrote that one twice. (laughs) Insulin analogs, like Novolog, um, Lantus and Humalog, something like that. Anyway, uh, insulin medication. (laughs) Lithobid, which is lithium. This is for stabilizing your mood. Neurontin. This is an anti-convolucent or, excuse me, an anticonvulsant. It's to treat seizures or nerve pain. Um, let's see. Paxil. This is an SSRI antidepressant. Prednisone. It's a corticosteroid. Remeron. This is an antipsychotic. Tenormin. Tenormin. This is a beta blocker. It lowers blood pressure and treats angina, which is chest pain. Zyrtec. Again, another antihistamine. <laughs> I can't pronounce this. Piri, piri, periactin. 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 This is an antihistamine. Tylenol PM, which is a sleeping aid. Lyrica for fibromyalgia and pain. Valproic acid. Depakote for seizures. Amoxicillin. It's an antibiotic. You may notice that many of these are antidepressants, antipsychotics, uh, medication for diabetics or epilepsy, um, cortico- corticosteroids, beta blockers, and opioids. Uh, these are pretty common ones that will affect your weight. Why? We'll get to, we'll get to that in just a minute. First, I would like to share with you that in 2018, a study found that people were most likely to gain weight two to three years into treatment with antidepressants and then with antipsychotics, most weight gain occurs in the first six months. So that weight gain, if you experience the weight gain, can be something that takes a while to notice. Um, it's, it's something that you may not notice right away. And so just be aware of that. Also, I meant to I meant to mention Avondia. Avondia is also a type two diabetic and pre-diabetic medication. Okay. So just to mention, since I probably botched up the pronunciation of many of these, (laughs) if you would like a written list. Uh, of the of what I just went through just hop into my healthy and bright support group on Facebook it's facebook.com backslash groups backslash healthy and bright the word and is spelled out just poke your head in there and you will see not only this episode and all the episodes for uh, that I've been doing for food addiction but you'll also notice this list. I will post it in a separate post and go ahead. You might have to scroll a little bit. I don't, hopefully it won't get buried, but I will tell you what, what I'll do is I'll use hashtag medications, weight gain with no hyphen. So hashtag medications, weight gain, look for that. If you want to search for that in the search bar, once you get to that group, it should bring up this list. In fact, I should write that down so I don't forget. Hashtag. um, Now, what did I say? Hashtag medications, weight gain. That's what I said. Medications, weight gain with no hyphen. Just those three words, medications, weight gain. Okay. Now here's another thing that I wanted to share. Some antipsychotics have a higher likelihood than other drugs of increasing weight. Now let's get to the why. Corticosteroids alter the body's metabolism and influence water and electrolyte balances. Others, including antidepressants, stimulate your appetite and can cause cravings. Some cause you to feel tired or have a shortness of breath, which makes it difficult to exercise. It could also be due to a hormone imbalance or hormone resistance Um, and just know that in general, medications tend to make your inner ecosystem more acidic, which can create an imbalance with your pH or even within your bloodstream. So in your body, it can create an imbalance and so most medications create a more acidic environment in your body that can contribute to weight gain so in saying that these are things that can cause weight gain it's important to note that it doesn't mean you will so i want to give you an example uh, this is a personal example i'll give you i recently went to see my doctor i've been having increased symptoms per that look a lot like allergy symptoms and they're just getting worse and worse and worse. In fact, I've been noticing quite a few new symptoms and that my overall health seems to be slowly declining. And I'm trying to figure out why and what's contributing to this so that I can figure out a solution or find a solution or be pointed in the direction of a solution, get some answers. Uh, This has led me on a journey to really research possibilities thankfully um i did come across dr pompa or I, it could be dr pompa or dr pompous i can't remember how to pronounce his name but i had been i was on facebook one day and i was scrolling and i usually ignore ads but there was this one where dr pompa brings on his wife and they were talking about her hormone resistance and how lead and different metals or in mercury can affect your body and make it hormone resistant. Um, I ignored the, well, I didn't ignore it. I listened to that entire one. And then I just kind of went about my day and, uh, forgot about it. And then again, I came across it, but this time I paid attention because I have been praying for some direction with, with regards to my health. I have been praying for some answers. So when it came up again, and this time it was a different type of ad, Um, It was still by the same doctor. Uh, He invited us to listen to um, his explanation about our cells and how on a cellular level we could have toxins within our cells that blood tests miss that render us hormone resistant. Um, In other words, you can have a completely normal, blood test with normal results and still have conditions like Hashimoto's or maybe hormone resistance or some kind of, um, immune, uh, what's the word it has to do with your immune system. Like a, um, there's a word for it. I apologize because I just, this is another reason I've been doing research because my brain fog is getting worse. And and in fact, I had a scare because this has happened three times now and I never do this, but I was cooking and we have a gas range and I forgot to turn off the burners. I forgot to turn them off furthermore, because I've been having all of these sinus issues that I can't seem to figure out even after seeing an allergist and getting the, the scratch test done on my back. Um, I am just not coming up with any answers. I keep hitting walls. So because I've been having these, these severe, uh, allergy symptoms, I have not been able to smell as well. And I'm not smelling the gas. I didn't know they were on, even though, um, I had family members that were like, oh my gosh, I smell gas. Where's that coming from? And I'm like, what? (laughs) I couldn't smell it. Very, very concerning. This brought this foggy brain thing is really it's getting worse. And I've just noticed that there's been this overall decline in my health. So I'm looking for answers. And if that means um, going outside of my insurance and paying out of pocket to try and get some answers, then so be it. So I did actually um, pay for three tests that Dr. Pompa recommends that are supposed to be 50% more accurate than blood tests. So maybe I'll find some answers there. Maybe not. Um, I'm hopeful, but keeping an open mind that, you know, there's a possibility that I may be barking up the wrong tree. (laughs) I may be, I may be looking at the wrong thing and that's okay. Process of elimination. Right. But anyway. So I went to go see my doctor, my regular family physician, and was telling him these symptoms. And he said, well, it sounds like you have a sinus infection. And so I'm going to put you on amoxicillin just in case. Well, I was on amoxicillin for 10 days. And during that time, it was really bizarre. I At first, I gained two pounds, and then I lost two pounds, and then I gained two pounds and i held two pounds so it was really bizarre it's like my body wasn't gaining wasn't well it was gaining but it kind of wasn't it was more like at the by the time i was done like by the 10th day of my prescription so i wasn't off of them yet i was back to the weight i was when i started and so it was really bizarre. I'm like, this is strange. Like for 10 days, I stuck to plan and there was no budge. Like I didn't gain, but I maintained. And there were days in there where I did gain and then days where I, I released the, what I gained and went back to where I was. So it's really, it was really bizarre. And I was a little perplexed by that. And I thought, huh, I didn't know that amoxicillin can cause weight gain or, excuse me, it can cause you to maintain. And so that coupled with all the other symptoms just really led me uh, to do a lot of homework and research and figure out what's going on. And that's when I came across this list from more than one article. Um, And again, I just want to remind you, there are many that I, I did not mention so just this is not a complete list but it gives you an idea and they're they're the more common ones let's just put it that way they're the more common ones so here's the thing what can a person do if the medication they're on is either causing them to hold their weight in other words maintain their weight or gain what can be done the first thing i'm going to tell you is never ever ever go off of prescriptions without consulting your doctor there can be adverse effects from doing that don't do it always 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 see a doctor and consult with a doctor before going off of your medication okay and learn how to (laughs) learn how to Um, but here's what i would suggest because some doctors may not tell you that they may not even agree with you that they that these medications cause you to gain weight. Um, and so it's important for you to create a log of your appetite when you're eating, um, how much weight you've gained the date, keep a log and be as detailed as possible about what you're noticing with regards to your weight and do that for the either the duration of the time that you're on your medication or if it's a lifelong medication or something that you're probably going to be on for a very long time i'm talking years um at least do it for 30 days at least 30 days and take that list into your doctor take that log into your doctor just in case they disagree with your point of view. Okay. There are studies though. Just know there are studies that do indicate weight gain through certain medications. There are studies that support that. The reason a doctor could disagree is because maybe they haven't been introduced to those studies. You know, knowledge is one of those things that is infinite knowledge is infinite and it's really impossible for someone to know everything it really is because not only is it infinite it's ever evolving there's always new information because new studies are being done new discoveries are being made so i don't expect my doctor to know everything i don't expect my doctor to know everything my doctor prescribed me um he prescribed me antibiotics because he thought that it was possible that i have a um, sinus infection and quite frankly i went in to see him because i thought i might have a sinus infection too so it was reasonable his conclusion was reasonable even if it wasn't accurate it was reasonable i don't blame him Um, he did the best he could to diagnose my problem. And there's lots of diagnoses and there's probably something on a deeper level going on because I have other new symptoms that don't look like allergy symptoms. So there's gotta be something else on a deeper level going on. Something that might've been missed that maybe the, the test, the blood work that I had done last year didn't indicate right or didn't measure. So, some people get really frustrated and they write off their doctors. My thing is, if your doctor isn't listening to you, that's something different. If you've done your homework and your research and you've been creating logs and documenting your health um, and they're not agreeing with you after that, and they're not willing to work with you or to figure out what's going on, that's when I fire my doctor, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Um, And let me just make it clear that my regular doctor before that dr chris she's my female doctor but she was also more like my regular doctor because she was my accountability partner and i was seeing her regularly she was amazing i did not stop seeing her for any reason having to do with her being um just a really crummy doctor she was a fantastic doctor and i miss her and i wish there were more doctors like her that really have an excellent bedside manner that really take into consideration every single thing you say, she's amazing. And she's, uh, she works out of the Alpine clinic. I believe it's in Lehigh. If you're local and you need a doctor, a female doctor, go see her. She's amazing. Um, I changed doctors because my insurance changed. So um, I did see my new doctor and, you know, my new doctor is, is fine. You know, I think he's, he did the best that he could. And I'm sure he did say if it didn't work to come back and I will probably go back. But I think what I'm going to do first is take these three tests that Dr. Pompa suggested and that I've paid for and see what those results are first and see if I can't get pointed in a, in a better direction <laughs> in the right direction. And then whatever I learned from that, I can also take to my, my, primary care doctor, my primary care physician. So I'm starting there. Um, And we'll see. It could be nothing. It could be something. We'll see. Anywho, um, I just want to say, don't get frustrated if you are gaining weight. And so, yes, you want to create a log, take that into your doctor, but also just understanding what medications can cause weight gain and why can help you come into an awareness that makes it a little easier to decide what you want to eat and when while you're on medication. If you know that the medication you're taking makes you tired and depletes your energy, um, it will be a little bit easier for you to reconcile in your mind why you aren't feeling up to exercising, but probably should still do some mild exercises or, you know, or that it could take time not to stop doing exercises, but it could take time to be gentle with yourself, right? Or if you're taking a medication that causes food cravings um, and increases your appetite, knowing that can help you push past those cravings because you understand that it's the medication talking, right? It's the medication in your body that is talking. And so I can ignore these food cravings and not be alarmed by them (laughs) or not be alarmed by the fact that my appetite is ferocious and, and large right now. Um, and then also, again, if you are taking something and it's, uh, it's affecting your metabolism, be pa- it, 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 then you know, okay, I'm on this medication and it can affect my metabolism. So I'm going to be patient with myself. I'm not going to have these unrealistic expectations of weight loss while I'm on this medication. It can take time, right? So knowing and having the awareness of the effects of certain medications and why they affect you can, can empower you through your weight loss journey or through your, um, food addiction recovery journey, right? It helps. It helps to know the knowledge is power. <laughs> um, the other thing that I would like to talk about is so many of us have chronic health issues and yes, to be honest, many of them probably are affected by our diets. There are a lot of health issues that result from poor diets. There are, Um, and so eating healthy and eating, having good eating habits and health habits can definitely help improve certain health conditions. But here's what I want to say about this. Okay. I'm on progesterone, right? And I don't know that it's really helping um, my, my hormones at this point, because I'm still having some really wonky and weird, severe symptoms. Um, and whether it was progesterone or something else, I am very careful personally about attaching my capability or my identity to my health issues or my medication. It's really important not to use those things as excuses to not eat better or take better care of yourself. It is really important. Now, I've heard this from a lot of overweight people who have PCOS. I can't release weight because I have PCOS. That isn't true. That is not true. PCOS contributes to weight gain. Yes, but it doesn't mean you can't ever release weight. I have PCOS. I've released as much as almost 80 pounds. I've released even more than that when I was on an exercise program. It is possible to release weight if you have PCOS. Now, having said that, I do recognize that every body is different and that it is possible that somebody may have PCOS and it may be harder for them than me even though I have PCOS, I realize that, but I am very careful never to use the word impossible. And I'm very careful about what I associate with my identity. Some people will label themselves like I'm a diabetic as if that's the only way they can ever be, like a type two diabetic is what I'm referring to, not type one, as if that's the only way they can ever be. That's as if there's nothing that can ever be done about it. Okay. I've heard some people say, um, oh, I have fibromyalgia. And so my medication makes me gain weight. It, and it may, that's not, that's not a lie. That's not untrue. Okay. It may, but there are still things you can do to take good care of yourself and to create healthy habits that can contribute to your overall health, and maybe at least balance out some of the negative effects of the medication. Okay, so be careful because you never want to just write yourself off and go, well, I can't because I have this or I'm taking this. You don't want to just throw your hands up in the air. Is it frustrating? Absolutely. Can it be discouraging? Absolutely. Can it be depressing? Absolutely. It can be all of those things, and I I validate that. However, don't try not to try not to do that. Try to keep a an open mind. Continue to do your homework and research to seek remedies for unfavorable side effects. Um, you know, some people go a more homeopathic route. Um, and some people who've done that I've known have had amazing results. It just, you know, it depends on the person and the body, but just be careful of how you identify yourself in the process. Because, um, if you write yourself off like that, then you have now guaranteed yourself that you will not improve in any way, shape or form. You have now guaranteed yourself that. And that's really sad that's really sad. So keep an open mind. And here's the other thing to remember again, knowledge is infinite. So we might have limited knowledge right now, but if you give it some time, who's to say that somebody won't find a cure for fibromyalgia or someone, somebody won't find a remedy that doesn't have side effects. You, you never know. So always be searching, always be open and be patient if you are someone that's dealing with a chronic health issue or that is taking medication that has some adverse side effects like weight gain be patient through that process okay talk to your doctor don't try to deal with it alone and um, when you do find homeopathic remedies i would also suggest taking that to your health care uh, your your primary health care physician take that information to them Um, There are some doctors that have a more homeopathic approach than others. And so if you are interested in that and your doctor isn't, then find a doctor that is. (coughs) All right. I really hope that this particular episode is informative and helps you understand why you might be hitting a wall with your weight if you're taking medication. And again, again, Join our group, Healthy and Bright, on Facebook. It's a wonderful support group. It is geared towards those who are recovering from food addiction. However, that's not to say that if you just want to improve your overall health that you cannot benefit. My thing is hop in there, take what what you feel is helpful for you, extract those things, and then leave the rest. Okay? We would love to have you in there, so please come and join us. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash healthy and bright, and the word and is spelled out. Make today great, guys, and take good care of yourselves.